Welcome back to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. We'll be right back with Dan, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. They're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Their interactive touchscreen consoles and their library of templates help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or you can call them at 614-981-3589 or send them an email at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Once again, their mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. Go to sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com and let them help you uh, showcase your school's proudest moments. That's Wall of Fame uh, by Vital Signs. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Gipper's the way that ADs, coaches, teams, and schools create world-class marketing content. Go to Gipper.com and create custom branded content for your school's social media channels in seconds on any device. And you don't need any design experience. As I like to say, it's so simple, even I can use it. Once again, go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content for your school. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms. Final Forms is the leader in registration. But Final Forms is also a team, it's technology, and they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like uh, reminders for parents on policies, on um, physicals, and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also um, help with certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, uh, team communication, attendance, and it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. Uh, for more information about getting on the Final Forms team, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to thank Huddle. Uh, remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They've got online tools, they have smart cameras, they've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs, and even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. 
And we also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys uh, allow you to collect comprehensive data that helps you evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program a voice and helps demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. Dan is a certified master athletic administrator. He's the director of athletics for the Polk County School District in Polk County, Florida. Uh, longtime AD here in Florida, a member of our FIAAA board, also very active at the national level. Uh, Dan, it's episode number nine. What do you have for us this week on Team Building Tips? Basically, just talk about being a better high school athletic director. And, and about six things that I know I go by and, and try to relate to my athletic directors here um, in Polk County, uh, you know, obviously be better every day uh, um, is one thing, just be better every day. But one of the things that you can't replace, and, and it kind of ties into our last episode, is it, and it goes back to communication. You know, so many times there's so many problems arise and um, just because of lack of communication, I know and it's probably the same way all over the country, you know, I always tell, you know, principals, you know, make sure your athletic director is available in the morning um, to do some of the things that an athletic director needs to do. And one of the thing is, is if there was a situation the night before, that parent, if they don't already have your cell phone number, are going to call the school and basically want to be able to vent to someone but if the athletic director is tied up and they don't get around to calling that parent back till around lunchtime or or beyond you know that parent has probably called everyone else in america you know called the district i was they won't return my phone calls even though they called five minutes ago you know all the other people here is they um they haven't returned phone calls and that's one of the things that i do is that's why I give out my cell phone number. So they call my cell phone. So it doesn't go to someone else um, that basically says, oh, did you hear what happened last night? Because then that's when rumors start to, to evolve and people start to gossip when a parent calls and she's upset and she's speaking to someone at the school who's then going to ask 50 questions. By the time it gets to the athletic director, it has blown up and you're putting out other fires. That's why I never minded that people have my cell phone, that they could call me direct leave me a message. Um, it does get overwhelming and it does get tiring, but you can also keep that, um, that fire contained a little bit easier because once it spreads, it's really tough to put out. So communication, you got to have good communications, both orally and, and basically written. Cause you know, I always wonder how, like, how did athletic directors do it before cell phones and emails? I always wondered that. And we'd love to sit down and talk to some of them old timers just to see life must have been a lot easier because that instant communication, you know, that instant, you know, 
attention people need and want through our technology has given us is also a bad thing because you do you do need to take time to you know our superintendent always talks about you know disconnecting turn your cell phone off and disconnect and you know I, I tend to do that every now and then when i just need a break and it, it's nice and you know but then you also come back to a lot of voicemails and text messages which is okay um, but communication both written orally is huge when you send out emails you know please proof them a lot of my emails are saved in microsoft word because you, as you notice and become an, an athletic director you get a lot of the same request via email and so if you save those on Word, you can just copy and paste and send. You've already proofread it 10 times. I was fortunate enough when I first started in this position, my secretary was an English major at Florida State University. So my, uh, my emails were immaculate. Uh, people had this opinion of me if I was a poet, uh, but they quickly found out one because I was going to fire her. Basically, I told her she was wasting her time with me and I made her become a teacher. Now she's been a teacher for the last four years, teaching English to to our kids in Polk County, which has been great. But people have seen the real me because they read my emails uh, and they're a lot different where they were in my first two years. But I did save a lot of them. Um, and so be able to have that email because, you know, emails are tricky because you, you don't know the tone of them and you, and people can take things the wrong way via email. So good communication skills, really, you know, when you go to clinics and stuff like that, look for stuff on how to communicate anything with communication, go to those course. Um, another thing is, is, is have empathy. You know, you got to understand that, you know, oh, this parent's crazy, that parent's crazy, this parent, but you got to understand the parent. They're giving us their sole prized possession, which is their son or daughter, to coach them, to mentor them, to help them grow, to raise them, uh, to babysit them. You know, I mean, an athletic event in Polk County is the best baby babysitting service in America. You know, they roll by and give them five bucks and, you know, two bucks to get in and three bucks at the concession. And, and we're babysitting their kid for three hours at an athletic contest. Um, but you got to understand when those parents have, you know, concerns, you know, listen to them because unfortunately in our business, you know, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I tell people all the time, they always ask, you know, how do you deal with the parents? And I'm saying, it's not the parents that frustrate me. It's when the coaches do stupid things. And I, and I can't think of any other word for it than, you know, why would you say that? You know, and, and I just go back, you know, how would you feel if someone said that to your kid? Well, I wouldn't like it. Then why would you do it to someone else's kid? Um, so you got to have empathy when you're listening to parents. But you also got to understand as an athletic director, one of the big things that I don't think no one talks about, and it's, it's in every one of our job descriptions, is other duties assigned. And that can pile up on you too. And I think every everyone right now is an athletic director. So, oh yeah, other duties assigned. I got to do this, that, and this and that, but I still have another job. So you got to have that servant leadership, that servant mindset as an athletic director, because you're going to be doing a lot of things other than being an athletic director within a school. Because I always tell every superintendent this or anybody that ever asked me, if you want to know what's really going on at a high school, ask the athletic director. They know. And in our situation, if you really want to know what's going on within a district, ask the county athletic director, especially in Florida, because we know. For, and, and for some reason, people tell us stuff. And, and we have a lot of information and knowledge. And sometimes knowledge is power. Um, 
when we when we hire people from other counties, I, I immediately get on the on the phone and call other county athletic directors and see what do you know about this person and and which is a beautiful thing about being an athletic director because it goes back to you know showing vulnerability. If they don't know, they're going to say, "Look, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to make some calls and I'll get back to you." And that's one of the beautiful things. And obviously, you know, building relationships. We're fortunate enough here in Florida where we have a, a tight knit group of county athletic directors where we meet on a regular basis to discuss, you know, certain trends that are coming, lack of officials that is is becoming a worse and worse problem every day for us, um, or just an email today. We just got an email today. Uh, from a new county athletic director asking us how we handle reconditioning uh, with our football helmets. Do we do it in the fall and the spring? Which company do we use? Is, does every school have the autonomy to do their own or is it a county-wide thing? And it's just, you know, being able to help people um, is what we do as athletic director. It goes back to, you know, me being a, a lion dog football coach because I said it before, if you ask me what to run on defense or what would you do against this, you know, this formation, I'd lie to you. Um, cause I didn't want you to use it against me and beat you. But the nice thing is an athletic director, I can be an honest person. And, uh, if you need something, I'll, you know, we've all been through someone somewhere has been through a situation. And that's the beautiful thing about being an athletic director is we all understand everyone's frustrations and pains. And, you know, if someone says, how's it going? And they say, oh, it's going great. They're probably lying to you, you know, because there, there's a problem, you know, they're trying to convince themselves it's going great, but there's something out there that's weighing them down on their shoulders and stuff like that. But you got to have relationships with um, other athletic directors. You know, one of the one of the policies in our county is, is if there's if two schools have a problem, they're not to call me until they talk to each other. And one that goes back to communication. It goes back to building relationships um, with each other. And a lot of times, and then problems don't get to me because there's a lot of things that I want to be able to do. Um, but if I'm too busy playing cat and mouse with two schools and two athletic directors, because keep in mind in Florida, uh, it's open enrollment. This The whole state's open enrollment. Kids can go wherever they want for whatever high school, for whatever reason, whether it's an academic setting or I'm here to play basketball for this school because they're the best in basketball. That's Florida. That's our world right now. So having relationships and communications among athletic director is key. And, and one part of being relationship is, is being a man or woman of your word. Um, and I think it's being honest and truthful, uh, being forthright and, and basically being yourself. Um, and it's always good to show vulnerability. I think, you know, if you don't know the answer, I, I think it's one of those things that I think we get frustrated on is when we call and we're looking for an answer for something. And that person on the other end doesn't want to sound incompetent or doesn't want to sound like they don't know because we're thinking they should know. Uh, you know, it's okay to say, look, I don't know, but you know what? I'm going to find out and I'm going to call you right back. And as soon as I know, I'm going to call you back. Uh, and then that way you get the answer. And then the person that is seeking information gets the answer. And it's always, it's always okay to reach out to someone and ask for advice. So like, you know, what would you do in this situation? And, it, and especially when they're emotional, because, you know, I listen to a lot of leadership things and a lot of emotional things. And, and somebody the other day was talking about how, how the brain can't comprehend the negative. And I was thinking about that. And, and the guy just used this as an example. He said, don't look at the elephant. 
Well, our brain can't comprehend the negative. So we're going to look at the elephant. Um, and the negative is, is, is our emotion and how we feel about things. And, and how many times have we made decisions based on emotions? And I think, you know, that's why we have the 24 hour cooling off period. We don't want parents, you know, talking to our coaches until the next day because emotions run high. Um, but another thing you had to do, and especially I know young athletic directors get overwhelmed and, um, and all I can say to the brand new ADs out there, at the end of your first year, if you feel like your head's above water, you, you are successful. Uh, and if you're coming back for the next year too, but you have to promote the success. I, I think, you know, in our world right now, negativity sells, um, destruction and violence and everything going on in the world. We just get beat up day in and day out um, with all the, everything that's wrong with our country, what, whether your religious views or political views, whatever that is, it doesn't matter. You got to go out and promote your success. I mean, I can tell you right now, people in our county wouldn't know that our, our athletes have a 3.2 unweighted GPA. Every single of our athletic department as a whole has a 3.0 unweighted GPA or higher. The reason why they know that is I promote that. I let them know. And you'll be amazed that if you just keep pushing the, the good, positive things, and then other things become easier. Fundraising becomes easier. Um, getting people involved becomes easier because people want to be involved. People don't want to get involved in what they think. So if, if you're not promoting the success as an athletic director, who is? Because we cannot, there's more to educational-based athletics than just wins and losses. Yes, it helps when your team's winning. You know, there's a lot more people in the stands, but you as an athletic-based administrator, you need to promote the kids volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club or your athletics or your GPA or your academic awards or all the other things you have to promote and get that to your people. So really, you know, to kind of wrap it up, good communication skills, work on them, you know, have a servant mindset, serve with empathy, relationships, uh, and then kind of really, you know, be vulnerable, promote your success. But a lot of things, but I think the key is one of them is don't take things personally. There's a lot of decisions that are made in my county that I have made the decision. I felt good about the decision and someone above me has then um, changed that decision. I never take that personal. A lot of people can't get past when someone, look, they're above me on the pay scale. They're, they're my boss. And if they make me, you know, they change my decision that I ruled on, that's on them. You know, if I feel in my mind I did the right thing or I'm sticking to a policy or procedure that the state has in place or we have in place and, and I get and then the parents appeal and then someone gives in and says, OK, I never take that personal because basically I'm the one that has to sleep at night and, and feel good about myself. And it's hard not to take it personal. I think that's, the you know, one of the things, especially with new athletic directors, especially when there's a problem within one of the sports programs because now you're thinking you did it. And, and the best advice I can give a new athletic director is you didn't do it, but it's your job to fix it. And it's your job to clean it up, you know, because too many young athletic directors get caught up in, you know, they think that they did something wrong. They didn't. You're the athletic administrator. You're there to fix it, clean it up and make sure it doesn't happen again.
Yeah, again, just uh, so many good points in there. Um, you know, the, the theme that, you know, seemed to, well, you had two themes that really stuck out for me and you hit on the last one there. Um, don't dwell on the mistake. You know, let's, hey, yeah. your, our job is to find solutions. And, and if we're off the rails, get us back on the rails and keep us there. Um, well, I think it goes back to, if you think about when Congress was involved in baseball and the steroids and all that thing, and if you look at how many people were, were taking steroids during that time in baseball, you look at the ones that said, yeah, I did it and I apologize and I should have done it. It was wrong. That was the story. That I mean, th there was nothing else to report. I mean, that person knew they got caught. They controlled the narrative. They admitted to it and apologized. But then you look at the other ones that said, nope, I didn't do it. Nobody didn't do it. And, and then the media just hounded them and hounded them and hounded them. And the media does not want to be wrong at all costs. And so they got blown up. And the people that actually admitted to it and said, yeah, I did it, it was wrong and it was stupid on my part, there was really no more story. And, and, and it's the same thing with athletic director. If you make a mistake, admit you made a mistake, you're going to get better, move on, and don't dwell on it because we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the other thing that you mentioned, uh, um, was kind of focusing on those positive things that come out. You talked about, you know, recognizing, you know, your schools and the athletes for the GPA, which is, you know, just tremendous. Uh, but if you as the athletic director, whether it's the building AD or the county AD, if you don't promote that, well, who is? Okay. So, yeah. you know, take those, uh, we, we talk about, you know, getting the parents to uh, carry your banner, you know, get that yeah. stuff out there so they can go well. That, that school's doing great. That AD's doing great. Okay. Well, and it's one thing like uh, Courtney Windemaker is an athletic director in, in my county and her CMA project um, was all the awards for student athletes, for coaches, athletic administrators, all neatly wrapped up in a nice little book by month. So, because when you're a new athletic director, the last thing on your mind is like, well, I got to recognize, you know, you should be going, man, I need to recognize my coaches for doing great things. I need to recognize other athletic directors. And, you know, how many times do we not fill out a sportsmanship on another school that did a great job? We need to do that as athletic administrators. We need to take the time to nominate. Um, one of the things that when I call the State Athletic Association, I send so many positive emails when I get a good officials crew, because yes. the minute I don't, um, they're going to listen to my concerns because I am the type of guy that's going to send. And I remember uh, a regional final girls basketball game when I was a school-based athletic administrator. Our girls came out and they ran right down their bench, crossed in front of their bench. And, and it was an intimidation factor. We have a girls program in our county that is very well respected around the country. And they're trying to set the the tempo of the game before it even started. So the official came over and said, you know, are you the athletic director? I said, yes, sir. He goes, I should, I should do a technical foul. Will you make sure they don't do that again? Uh, they called a very good game. I said, you know what, after the game, I appreciate, I said, guys, I appreciate you. You did a very good job. And then I sent a letter to the, to the Florida high school athletic association about what a great job they did. And then two weeks later, I get a call from the official being thanked because they said, Part of the reason they got selected to do a final was the letter I wrote on how good we did a job. 
and, and it's about building relationships, whether it's officials, athletic directors, coaches, uh, but you got to promote the success and go back to that. You have to, because if you don't, no one will, and we have to help promote, promote each other. And for Courtney to do a book for the state of Florida with all basically where to apply, where to send it, the timeline, you know, cause that should be our jobs too. But like I said earlier, other job, other duties assigned get, get in the way. Yeah. I'm going to ride on your coattails a little bit. I remember, uh, you know, when I was transitioning out of uh, certification coordinator, you know, Courtney had actually talked to me about that. So uh, that's cool that she's part of your district. And the thing with the officials, I did that very same thing. I would send an email to the officials association, you know, Hey, the crew is on time. Um, if they did well, I would say that if they were awful, uh, and they knew me as a basketball referee too. So I had a little bit of pull, but yeah. I would always send that to, uh, not just the official association, but also to FHSAA. And you're right on how often do we fill out? And I can't think of the number now, uh, but there's uh, a sportsmanship form in the FHSA forms. We actually got one from another school about one of our kids about, you know, what a great, you know, job he did in a tense game. This is the opposing uh, AD and coach. They filled out this form. And as I was sharing it with the parents uh, of the kid, I said, you need to understand how rare this is. This is like a unicorn. And it made me think about how many times I could have done that for mm -hmm. another school or another coach. So you're absolutely right. You know, we need to you know, uh, recognize those moments. Uh, and they're there all the time, I think. Uh, yeah. But we need to recognize them and take the time to acknowledge, you know, people in our profession, kids, coaches, and ADs for those good things. Uh, so yes. thanks for reminding me about that. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's part of our job because here's the thing, you know, and this, and for all the athletic directors listening and watching, raise your hand. If someone ever called you, just say hello. And thank you for the good job you're doing. Those calls don't come. So we need to do our part as athletic ministers to take five minutes out of our day, fill out that form to recognize another school opponent, opposing player or a coach that you think's worthy of that. Now, again, you're absolutely right. And uh, this will sound self-promoting and maybe in a way it is. But um, when I started doing our Educational AD podcast, I was just trying to recognize our Florida ADs and the podcast, you know, grew and for some reason it's popular. And uh, uh, now that I'm retired, I, I still enjoy hearing the stories and, you know, helping promote someone's program back in their city and their state, et cetera. So if you're listening and you have not been a guest on the podcast, shoot me an email. That's how we get probably 75% of our guests is people will send me an email or call me up or somebody will recommend, Hey, you need to talk to so-and-so, you know, we want you to share your story. We want you to brag a little bit about your school mm -hmm. and we want you to offer some advice to other ADs because as Dan shared, you know, that advice is gold uh, for a, a new AD or a veteran AD. So, uh, well, and, and one person I want you to get on and I want you to do it in a year from now is, uh, Jason Montgomery, my assistant's leaving and he's going to be the athletic director at the American school in Doha, Qatar. Um, so I want to hear what he has to say in one year, because I, I, I've taken, um, all those 900 level courses for the LTI courses. Um, 
at the NIAAA because the international based ADs and people are like, why are you taking them? I said, I'm just curious, just want to know. And every time I take a 900 level course, I leave there going, man, I thought I had a bad job, man. They got it worse than I do because they're custom agents. They're all, I mean, they're ordering softballs for, you know, from three years out and stuff like that. We're not even thinking about they're ordering stuff for 23, 24. We're just trying to get our, get our heads around 22, you know, 22, 23. So uh, if you're an international athletic director, I'd love to listen to your podcast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, we're griping about a six hour bus ride. You know, these people are doing, you know, six day uh, flights to other countries. And uh, well, and then when, and when they come and when they host a tournament, they got to find housing for all those kids coming. That's, I mean, they deal with stuff that we have no idea. So if you're an international athletic director, um, you guys do a great job. You're a better person than I am. I am jealous because I you get to see the world, but you know, lots of respect to you because you know your other duties assigned is a lot larger than any American-based school-based athletic director. I can promise you that. Well, have Jason reach out to me before he leaves. You know, we'll get him on the calendar and uh absolutely we'll let him uh tell that story. We have not had uh, we've had about a dozen international ADs on the podcast, but we have not had one from Cutter. So uh that's going to be interesting. Yep. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Dan, one more time if uh, one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain. Listeners, if you don't, you're really missing out on a great resource. Dan, how can they get in touch with you? Best way to get a hold of me is uh my cell phone number is uh 863-661-0647. Again, 863-661-0647. Dan Talbot, Polk County Schools, uh, thanks so much for sharing today, and we'll see you next week on Team Building Tips. Thank you. Okay. For our listeners, uh, as always, the YouTube recordings of these episodes get uploaded to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next week for more Team Building Tips and just about every day for the Educational Lady Podcast. We'll see you next time. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate you hanging around to listen to our sponsor shout outs. Um, we want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. They're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to, to life. The FIAAA has a Vital Signs console for our organization's Hall of Fame, and it's just tremendous. Uh, send them an email at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com and let them help you showcase your school's proudest moments, and your legacy. Vital Signs Wall of Fame. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. They allow you to collect comprehensive data that helps you improve your entire athletic program. Um, most of your parents and your players feel good about your program, and that's a tremendous tool to be able to show to uh, maybe another parent that's complaining about a coach or a team. So collect that data and use it. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com. Also want to say thanks to Huddle. As a football coach, I used Huddle. And as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. Our coaches love the cameras, the programmability, of course, the analytics and the breakdowns. Uh, go to huddle.com and find out how your school can become a Huddle school. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing is the only platform, the only sponsor that I didn't get a chance to use because as I was retiring, they were just coming into vogue. But I can tell you, I've spoken to hundreds of athletic directors around the country, 
and they all swear by hometown ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com for more information. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms. Uh, Final Forms is the official registration platform for the FIAAA's annual conference, and they do a fantastic job for us. But Final Forms can also help you at your school uh, with reminders for parents about policies, about physicals. They can help with team communication and attendance. Uh, can also help with eligibility and rosters and all the reports that an athletic director has to deal with. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started and see what Final Forms can do for you. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. We had a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it was just fantastic. We used it for games, but we also used it for pep rallies. We used it for signing ceremonies. It was tremendously versatile, and their customer service team was just fantastic. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. See what their fantastic products can do for you. And we want to say thanks to Gipper. Gipper's our newest sponsor, and it allows athletic directors, coaches, and schools to create world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. Uh, Gipper created the backdrop that you see right now. And uh, they also allow me to use them for their, uh, for our announcements for the podcast and our milestones. Go to Gipper.com and uh, start creating branded content. As I like to say, it's so easy, even I can do it. That's Gipper.com. Thanks again for listening to Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. Uh, come back next week and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. Mm-hmm.